it's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. Welcome to episode 10 of The Kennel Cough. My name is Caleb Scanlon, and joining me in the studio as every week is Neve Felton. Neve, how are you? I'm feeling good. Now, this show uh, is brought to us by Labware. Yeah, this week, um, um, brought to you by Labware. If you've come via the Labware tipping competition email, <laughs> I just want to say um, thank you. The story is that I got eight out of nine tips yep. for round Which is pretty nine. impressive. Yes, because I tip Brisbane because I use my football brain and I said Brisbane played really well against Collingwood up at the Gabba. It's up at the Gabba. Hawthorne tends to get a little yeah. tends to get a little bit big for their boots. And they've got Chris Fagan and Luke Hodge, two recent like ex Hawthorne people. So, so if anyone's gonna be able to Hawthorne. beat them, it's gonna be Brisbane. They've got that momentum going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you tipped, so eight I tipped out of nine. Yeah, the only one I missed was Essendon, uh-huh. which is fair enough. And I was not named tipster of the week on the weekly email. It said a number of tipsters lead this week with seven. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's like that's a lie. That's a yep. bold-faced lie because I tipped eight. And I was really pleased with myself because I was like, finally this week, I'm going to get tipper of the week. And I didn't get it. And I said to my mum as a joke, I will only accept an apology in the form of a second email um, promoting my podcast <laughs> to everyone who's part of the tipping competition. And mum took me seriously because she was quote-unquote tired. <laughs> And so an email went out promoting the podcast. So I want to thank my mum's boss, Woz, for taking us seriously. And I want to thank anyone who's come via this email, just in case (laughs) anyone did. What does Labware do? Listening in. Um, They make software for labs. Okay, cool. So if you need software for your lab, go to Labware. Yeah. If you've got a laboratory and it needs software, (laughs) have I got the company for you? (laughs) Um, As every week, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook uh, and we're loving all the reviews we're getting on uh, both iTunes and Facebook, so keep sending them through. Give us five stars. Today's Please. show, we're going to be <laughs> previewing all the headlines. We're going to be looking at the VFL, AFL, um, Nuffies, and even some injuries in social media. Injuries at the Bulldogs? You've got to be got to be pulling my leg. I know. That's Something, unheard of. Uh, yeah, unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's jump into the headlines. Luke. E. Dalhouse. Uh, was, uh, this was in Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, you know, the constant contract negotiations. I think the headline was Geelong considering a bold play for Western Bulldogs playmaker Luke Dalhouse at season's end. Yeah, they want to like, lure him home because he's from yeah. the Geelong Falcons footy factory. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Footscray's not that far from no. Geelong. Like, on a good run of traffic, hour and a half top. Princess Freeway, you're sweet. Uh, yeah. I think hour and a half, yeah. I don't know, not that long, to be honest. You put a quote in here from Robbo. He lost his hunger or something last year. Yeah, so they were talking about him on 360 um, and, like, is he worth 
you know, pursuing or like, do they need to lock him down in his contract? Mm. Well, you can't get signed to another club while he's still playing for the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. So that like, you don't really need to lock anybody down. No. And Rob, they were talking about like, is he worth it? And Robert was like, oh, he has, he lost his hunger or something last year. And I was like, okay. Objectively, <laughs> do you think he's playing the best footy? I think mm. in 2016. 2016 was probably was, his best year. Yeah. I'll never forget his game against, it was like round three against Hawthorne and Bob did his knee, but I reckon like that was peak Dullhouse. Yeah. I mean, when he's playing really well, he's playing. He plays so well, and I think he's a real like team player and everything. Mm. Um, he just hasn't been able to like find his form, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. But um, I, yeah. I don't know. It's hard because sometimes I get frustrated because of his like kicking deficiencies, but mm-hmm. then he's never been a great kick. So I then think, yeah, am I like just romanticizing 2016 because we won the flag? Yeah, and it was not actually. Yeah, he's a better like hard nosed yeah. like lane tackles. Lane Shepherds, I thought he always does really well. Like, mm. if you watched it on TV, he's always, like, in the frame doing something. He might not necessarily, necessarily yeah. have the ball, but he'd been doing something. Um, I thought he played well in that um, Gold Coast game as well. I thought he was... Yeah, yeah, me too. So, one of the best, if not the best. So, yeah, I don't think... I mean, it's an easy write-off, like, just to put it in the article, like, oh, he's having a down year, symptomatic of, like, the Western Bulldogs hangover, but... Yeah, and I, I mean, think, like, Tom Morris would be really pushing this story yeah. because he got in trouble for saying that, like, we wanted to trade yep. him out anyway. But, I mean, they obviously don't listen to the Kennelcoff pod where mm. we released exclusive insider <laughs> yeah. info Thank from you, you that Luke Dalhouse told Lucas Webb's dad yeah. in your earshot <laughs> that he just wants four years That's it. at the Bulldogs. He and wants then that to was, stay. Like, that was released this week. They're like, oh, it's... The gap Did is. we not break this news... <laughs> Two weeks ago. So, Fox Sports, uh, if you want to employ some real journalists... Tom Morris. Tom Morris. Watch your back, mate. We're coming. We're, yeah, no, literally. But um, in a press conference, I think it was yesterday, um, Bevo said there's a gap between what both parties are after. I assume mm. they're like, we want this much money for this much time, yeah. and then the Bulldogs will be more conservative with that, because obviously, like, you're bargaining, essentially. Like, when it comes down to it, it is a business. So, yeah. they're going to... Dollhouse's management is going to be like, we want, like too much money mm. so then when they meet in the middle it's actually a fair deal yeah. um, and then Bevo was like he's a much loved player at the club we have a list management meeting in a couple of weeks but he might already be signed by then wow. so I reckon I feel like I it'll feel land like... on three years I reckon three years like from my conversation I overheard Dar wanted four um, maybe four yeah. years is a long time yeah and he'll be 29, 30 that year so like, yeah he might get three or something but I can't really see him Leaving unless Geelong is like four years on like fat yeah. stacks of cash, like I can't really, I don't know. It, I don't think he surfs, so I don't know why he'd want to go down to Geelong. Yeah, yeah, and he can't really cite family reasons when, like you said, it's an hour and a half away from Winnerville yeah. anyway. And I've done some stalking on social media. He's not like Patrick Dangerfield, and he's looking to set, like you know yeah. start a family. I mean, he may be, but yeah. it doesn't look like. I mean, he doesn't have a pregnant partner. No. Is what I'm getting at. Um, there was an article in the Herald Sun. About Billy Gowers, which seems to be a bit of a buzz at the moment. Yeah, like everyone's in loving two weeks or something. Yeah, so this was um, before Friday night. Yeah, because Gowers didn't really. It was his first game where he didn't kick a goal. Yeah, I feel like we started that as well. We were like, "Oh, he's kicked a goal every game," and now and we jinxed him. We jinxed <laughs> yeah. him. We jinxed him bad. So um, hopefully um, this week, when we say that he hasn't kicked a goal this game, he'll kick four or something like that. Yeah. So it kind of in the article, it kind of talks about how it's written by John Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um. He's a journalist. Um, and I'm wondering. I just uh, don't have. I don't know. He's th- an interesting man. He's the, a rich. Um, he's a Richmond supporter. Oh, okay. Um, and I was just talking about how Gowers um, is kind of filling 
Jake Stringer's role, but there was a bit of a... I thought the most interesting part of the article was that there was like... Because you know how Dalrymple obviously yes. doesn't work for the club anymore. And Dalrymple wanted to draft another player in that rookie spot, mm. but Bevo really pushed for Gowers. And obviously Bevo got his way at the end of the day because he's the bloke that's going to be choosing yep. the team each week. Um, and he got his way, drafted Gowers, obviously paid off, mm. but this other player hadn't been drafted at all. Yeah. But apparently people would be looking at him But they wouldn't. they wouldn't name it. Like, oh, he'll probably get drafted um, in... Tw- this next coming yeah, this draft. coming draft, and I was like, "Tell me who it is. Like, exactly. I want to know." I found it like that. I reckon that was the bigger news story, as opposed to the Gowers. Like, I was surprised that they ran with the story of um, how Gowers was drafted instead of like the fact that this pretty much left led to Derrimple leaving. Yeah, or at least was one of the like gives insight mm. to why he left, sort of thing. So it also, it also talks about how Alistair Clarkson always or used to overrule um, their drafter. Uh, Stu- uh, so, yeah, the story was that he um, pushed to recruit Stewie Do, which the recruiter was not keen on, and which inevitably ended up winning them the 2008 grand final. So there's yeah. two sides to it. But, um, it's, yeah, exactly. It's interesting, but now they're saying that now we've got Sam Power in, he has full control over it. So they've kind of said, okay, now Sam Power is going to be doing the recruiting, uh, and that's his um, baby. He's the man player manager, whose name you'd love to touch. <laughs> Um, was his brother Max Power? Was that was no Luke Power? Luke Power. I'm thinking Max Power amazing. from <laughs> The Simpsons, which is why I can't. So yeah, so obviously just Sam, strapping in your field the G's. Yeah, it's just like um, his name sounds good in your ear. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Sam Power obviously used to play for us. He didn't really. I just remember always being like, "Damn, this is not the good power." No, that's it. But maybe he. Is um, you know he's he'll be better as a recruiter. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Um, next article on was oh this is off on the couch with um, the Bond. Yep. Uh, very. That was good. I, was, I liked that the Western Bulldogs shared the video because, as I said last week, don't have Foxtel. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do all this um, work <laughs> and write down everything verbatim. Yeah. Because make it easy for me. Yeah, make it easy and to share with everybody. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I wasn't, um, I didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> Next time I'm just going to film it, like live stream it yep. on my phone like that guy did that pay-per-view <laughs> the, fine. Um, the boxing one? Yeah, Amazing. and I'm just going to live stream any Bulldogs interviews on my phone straight to the Kennelcroft <laughs> page and um, get sued. But it'll be worth it because yeah. everything I do is for the people. Exactly. But um, So he was on the couch and he was saying it was a bit interesting how we, you know, lost so badly because we really mm. built some momentum on the back of a few wins. Yeah, and he felt like they were, like they were going in quite confident into the game. Yeah, I mean um, they, they played. We're going to review the game later, but they did play really good footy, and we just couldn't kick goals. Like the, that second quarter, yeah. we had eighty percent of the in our forward half or something really? ridiculous. Mm. So, um, which again, you need to kick goals to win games. But yep. I did think they played and looked prepared, but um, you need to kick goals to win games. Mm, yeah, it was interesting. We kind of we over handballed a lot. Yeah, which is and when it, like was the weather a surprise? Yeah, so they did the warm up in and it was quite clear, and then it all just started raining. Okay, because yeah, I didn't hear anything him. about the weather, but I was like, was it? Did they also not hear anything about the weather? Because like we went in tall, went in with obviously with a plan to handball, and it just didn't work. But it was like we just didn't switch it up. Yeah, which was a bit upsetting. It was the bit I was like, after the first quarter, wouldn't you be like, yep, let's just like bang it forward? Yeah, I yeah, 
yeah, it was kind of mind-boggling to me. But um, back to the back to on the couch. The other interesting bit was um, Paul Roos trying to justify why they didn't pick Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, so they picked was it Petrarca I, before him? I'm assuming so. Yeah, yeah. Petrarca was number two, and then it went Billings, and then the Bont, and he was trying to say like, oh, you know, our recruiters were saying that um, you know you could have been the best player in the draft, or you could have been one that left after two years, and like Bont just sits there like. Yeah. I've won a premiership and I've yeah, been he's two got... times best and fairest in all Australian in a premiership year. Yeah, so. and like Petrarca is very good. You know, he's a very good player. I've got him in my super coach and he's been stinking it up for me. So Is that good stinking or bad stinking? No, it's like bad. Oh, okay. He scored like two forties in a row. Um, okay. Like so he's I'm like he, he's still pretty good, mm. but like um I don't yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird at the time. The way he was saying it, I was like, mm, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, so I'm looking at this pick here of the the draft, like the top yep. picks. Oh, no, they picked Salem, did they? Oh. That's who's in this picture. Oh, of course. Sorry, I'm thinking of the draft. That must have been the year after that they took because that went McCartan and then... Um, oh, yes, and then Petrarca. So, yeah, they took Christian Salem. <laughs> so, yeah, because it was Boyd, obviously, first, who we yes, ended up having that's anyway. Right, sorry. And then Josh Kelly, I'm assuming number two. Yep. I did have the Wikipedia. Now I'm just looking at picks. And then it was um. Then it must have been Salem, then Bont because he was. We had fourth pick because then. Yeah. Or did Billings go before Bontepelli? Billings went before Bont. Okay, so he Bontepelli was a fifth pick. I don't know. Whatever so what, it was. Yeah, Melbourne had Salem, but they so they traded pick. Uh, oh, pick. Whatever it was, they didn't yeah, pick Bronton Pelly. They picked yeah. um, Salem. Sorry, I'm just trying to, because I'm like, otherwise we're going to sit here and try and like <laughs> just like go through the entire draft. <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, awesome. Tom so Boyd, when you- Josh Kelly, Jack Billings, Marcus Bronton. Oh, okay. And uh, Melbourne traded pick number two, which ended up being Josh Kelly, for pick eight, like Christian Salem and um, Dom Tyson. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, maths or something. I don't know. Whatever it was. Didn't get him. It's the bad luck, Paul Roy. Paul but it was Roy. just kind of, yeah, uncomfortable for everybody involved. Yeah. Uh, another bit that was uncomfortable was um, Jared Healy. Like, he kind of uh, introduced Bont as like, oh, you know, and you're playing in the ruck as well. Uh, you've been doing a really good job. And then it cut to the graphics of him tapping it. Uh, I think it was four clips in a row, <laughs> just tapping it to the opposition. Yeah, and it was Bont's a like, massive well, stitch up. Well, I wasn't that great because, as you can see... And Jared's like, I didn't pick those. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's a stuff. disadvantage. Yeah, mate, I don't know who did, but they obviously like had it in for him sort of thing because they didn't um, pick very nice clips. Mm. But, like, I don't know, it's always funny to me. And they were talking, I think it was on the couch as well, and they were saying about how you should use an expendable in the ruck. And I was like, that's a bit rude. Use an expendable? And expendable. So, so, Don't use your premium midfielder. Like, they were talking about how Fife oh, gets sorry, used in the ruck. Okay. But I'm like, yeah. Fife's massive. Yeah. Like, you could, he can do it. Bontepelli's got good leap because he's got that sweet, sweet basketball background. Hey. And, like, it was just really weird how they said use an expendable. But a lot of the time, now your premium midfielder is your tallest mid. So they're going to be the tallest person yeah. around the ball. Does not make sense. And it's like when you're in the forward line, you know, like Ben Brown will go up or something like that in another team. Or in, your, in the back line, like... Stephen May will go up for Gold Coast because you just get the tallest bloke next to the ball yeah. to go up. Like it's not, um, it's not that difficult a concept. And like, you can get injured 
any time on yeah. the football field. Like, yeah. and a lot of the time we say that the most like ACOs, like you know, the most serious injury are the most innocuous. So you might as well yeah. just go up in the ruck. That's it. Get bashed around a little bit. You know if what you I mean? Start like <laughs> trying to be too careful. The, you're going to just pull an ACL by. Like, yeah, stepping you could do an ACL walking down the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can literally just break down at any time, anywhere. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen to the bond. Uh, let's segue from our Melbourne chat to um, this is kind of loosely linked, but mm-hmm. throughout the week, Nathan Jones said that anything is possible, um, that and that Melbourne was inspired by the Western Bulldogs and Richmond uh, successive premierships. Which I just thought, um, even if Melbourne won the premiership this year, it would not come close to the Western Bulldogs premiership in 2016. Depends where they finished on the ladder. They finished eighth. Mm, yeah, but even then... That's what I think. 100% biasedly, the doggies did it better. Oh, the Bulldogs one was so much better. And I hate Richmond supporters that think it's, like, the same. Yeah, like, my uncle not. barracks for Richmond, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it was the same as the Bulldogs. We kind of had, like, a middling year, and we didn't really... And then my dad was like, no, you guys finished in the top four. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the same. And he's like, oh, yeah, but, like, we shot up there. And dad's like, yeah, but we finished, we finished seventh. seventh. Um, and then you know, it was a lot... We had... You know, our captain went down, yep. things like that. But if we got all those players back just before the finals, we had to go to Perth. We had a two-year rebuild. Where did they go? They played at the MCG. Uh, yeah, so Tigers played at the MCG, and then they, like, flogged GWS at the MCG as well. And, and then played at the MCG again. Yeah. Um, and also... Whatever it was, ours was better. 100%. And we had, like, a two-year rebuild from 2014. So yeah, Melbourne exactly. have been priming themselves since 2006 when they last played in the finals. Exactly. But yeah, both for Melbourne and Richmond, they should have already been where they are mm-hmm. or where they got to with Richmond. I mean, Richmond's terrifying now. But, like, yeah. I mean, they lost those three elimination finals in a row. Like, you know what I mean? With the Bulldogs, it was like, oh, no, here comes our rebuild. You know, sorry to Morris and, you know, Boyd. like, picking Boyd, yeah. particularly. Like, I mean, in hearing them say that they never thought, like, you know, they'd accepted that they've got this young group now, they've got to play a different role, they've got to do something else for the club instead of, like, trying to go for, um, like, their own sort of success, I guess, yeah. and quantifiably as a premiership. Um, definitely more inspiring. Yeah. So and, like, we got there early. They got <laughs> yeah. there late. So, so we, tra- we set the trend. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this was a news article that sort of slid under the radar. Um, it was that the VFL dogs are going to commemorate Sorry Day. Mm. So this, that's this Saturday. Um Yes. When they play in Collingwood at V Whit Noble, they're going to have the Torres Strait Islander flags and the Aboriginal flags painted on the ground. And um, the uh, Peter Gordon and Amit Baines will host a morning tea for boardroom for members of the local Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community, which I think's a good move yeah, from the doggies. Least you can do, sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> Give everyone a morning tea. We haven't. So, we were talking off air that there hasn't been a whole lot of movement from the dogs in terms of Indigenous. Um, uh, reconciliation, but yeah. um, this, the last line in this is that the club is currently developing its first ever reconciliation action plan, which is to, uh, set to be launched in 2018. Yeah, so hopefully um, we can start to kind of make a bit more um, of an effort in that sort of area. And we were talking as well, like today there's the Africa Day celebrations happening True. at the Winton Oval, like stuff like that. We've done a really good job in the community with that sort of thing. And I guess that if you look at, like, the profile of Footscray as a suburb, kind of aligns. Yeah. Like, you can work in the community, like, because it's right there. But not to say that there isn't. I think when people think about, like, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's, they, you know, like, Alice, like, out in the Alice, like, yeah. and the, like, 
quote unquote outback sort of thing. Yeah. But the reality is that like everyone is everywhere. Correct. Um, and so it's good that we're finally sort of. I don't want to make excuses for the Bulldogs because we're saying this as well off air. But as a small club, we haven't had, you know, we like haven't had a lot of money to pay players yeah. in recent times. Like I mean, there was. Brian Lake last year was saying that when he was at the Dogs, they had to pay for their own certain stuff. because really? the, Yeah. I can't yeah. remember what it was, but it was really shocking. I was like, oh, I thought we actually did have money yeah. by then. So, like, in the very recent history, we haven't had enough money to, like, provide enough to our players, let alone to start doing things in the community. So, I'm glad that, obviously, getting more money from the Premiership, we've looked and been like, all right, well, we obviously haven't done enough in this area. Like, we don't have any Indigenous players at no, all on, like, no. any of the lists. Um, so, well, yeah. on the AFL list, sorry, I explained that badly, but, um, at least, um, so it'll be interesting to see if we can kind of make a bit more of an effort. Yeah. And it so is one thing cool. to say, like, we haven't made much movement on the Indigenous front, but we are, like, pioneers of the women's footy, and, um, I think that's particularly where the clubs come from, that's a really important yeah. thing. So yeah, that's not to say that we've just been, like, stoic in any sort of, yeah. like, community issues, but it'll be cool to have... Um, something a bit more tangible that we're doing in terms of, like, reconciliation stuff. And the last article, um, it's a quick one. It said, Pickin is good spirits, says Murphy. Uh, that was the headline from SEN, so I thought that was really, really Pickin well. is um, good spirits? Yeah, that, that's, that, I copied and pasted it verbatim. So Sick. Um, he is not in good spirits. He, he is, is just a very good spirit. Liam Pickin is good spirits manifested. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the VFL on the weekend, the doggy VFL women's, pardon me, the women didn't play. They had the bye. Woo! We didn't get beaten. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good way to look at it. Taking yep. on Collingwood this week, which is another double header. Yeah, so men play first, and oh, then cool. the women playing at 2 p.m. Okay, so it'll be an early game for the men's. I like it, like old school footy, morning game. Um, might even sneak in there before I play hockey on the weekend. Ooh. Uh, Collingwood are undefeated, two wins. Yep. One draw. Yeah, they drew with Geelong as well, who are like, in my opinion, the front runners. Yeah, because they've the got competition. a lot of Geelong in the AFL women's recruited a lot of their VFL women's players. Yeah, so they are quite strong. So, and Ge- Geelong smoked us in that pracky match. Like yes, ninety-eight to two. Yes, but oh, and Geelong, we got done by as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting against Collingwood because they are looking pretty good, which is scary. So they've got Jamie Lambert, who yep. was an ex-dog, and yeah, we traded her in that big trade yeah. that got Taylor Harris to, to Carlton, Carlton yeah. and then we got pick one That's from right. Collingwood, Jamie Lambert. She'd won the Susan Alberti medal the so year before. Susan I Alberti think. medal is the best and fairest for the dogs? Yeah, and okay. before AFLW was a thing. So That's when right. she played in the exhibition match, I'm pretty sure she got Susan oh, Alberti wow. medalist that year and then we drafted her to our team and then we traded her to Collingwood. Yeah. And now she's ripping it up because last week she got two goals, one, and 24 disposals. Oof. So Not bad. I didn't see that she was named best on ground, but I used my keen football <laughs> eye and analysis. She was like second most disposals in yeah. high school. So I was like, I reckon she had a pretty good day. Stats don't lie. I mean, it's the Western Bulldogs footy factory, so <laughs> yes. good on it. Uh, and in the AFL women's, we have been absolutely decimated with Astro Connor, Connor pardon me, leaving for Geelong. Yeah, um, and playing for their VFLW side. Now, is she so. really? I think so. She, uh, I think she's got clearance to play for VFL. I don't know if she will that much because she's like a bit older. True. But we'll see. And that um, is obviously in addition to Carney leaving for North Melbourne, mm-hmm. Brutton and Bannister. So 
Yeah, so we've lost four of like the starting 22, basically, because they were all in our starting 22 at, yeah. in round one. Um, and we got pick 26 yes, fear not, in the got- third round as a compensation so for the best even- player in the competition, so plus don't, three don't other starting 22s. We got pick 26. Like- and I'm so keen to see who we draft with pick 26 because they better be really, really good. That's bizarre. I think our first pick in the draft is pick 10. So Yeah, Geelong get the first two picks because they wow. didn't draft, they didn't sign as many people as North Melbourne did. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of us in yeah, we're like pick something in the double digits. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just a bit annoying. But could be worse. Brisbane got like worse than us they by lost. some so margin. Brisbane lost. Um, Randall, Ashmore... Randall. Lutkin's still there? Yeah, Lutkin's okay. is still there. There's a couple, I think, I hope. There's a few others. Like, they got, like, and they just, like... two rookie selections. Yeah, and they got two rookie selections Amazing. as compensation. So I was like, yeah, sick. Another kick in the guts to Brisbane. Yeah, like, cop that. Like, they um, just can't win. But, yes, so we didn't... You know, we'll be fine. Yeah, I find it very interesting that people are surprised that North Melbourne are such a destination club as well. They're like, oh, my God, what are North Melbourne It's Like... Literally everything. Well, like, I am not a genius footballer or anything. That's why I'm behind a microphone. (laughs) Um, And I get to train generally at Arden Street twice a week to play for Melbourne Uni. So, and I'm, like, just in the Vaffa. Yeah, so I'm at, like, Arden Street all the time. If we're injured, we get to use the gym. That's awesome. Like, the pop AFL gym. One time we went in there and they have this thing. It's, like, this bucket of, like, seeds. And if you've got, like, sore hands, you put your hand in the seed bucket and you just, like... I don't know. I'm I'm moving my like hands up and down. I don't know, but I was like, man, <laughs> this is some like crazy stuff. Yeah, we get to use like last night we had a team meeting. And we got to use like their special theaterette that has like all the North Melbourne like game plans. So I'm definitely going to try and get in there before they play the Bulldogs, take some picks or something, yeah. see what they're planning. But um, <laughs> no, I'm not because they don't have the stuff up, and I don't think I would probably be not picked for the side yeah. of my own side <laughs> if that was the case. But um. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So they've done a lot for us as a club, like Melbourne Uni. I'm kind of glad that they're so, the awards, like, rewards, pardon me. It's, yes. It proves that... If it's not Bulldogs, I'm glad for North, yeah. except that they took Carney. But that's because she played for Melbourne Uni. Another reason Ashmore going back to Melbourne yeah. Uni, like, stuff like that, players who played there previously, because it was odd when North Melbourne didn't get... And we got shown as well, yeah, and we got shown as well their application for a license, and it was really good for AFLW1, Um, and I think they just ended up picking Carlton and Collingwood because they wanted, like, big clubs. Um, So it's kind of, like, delayed, and Geelong also has done a lot of stuff, and they, like, because they took North Geelong's license in the VFLW because North Geelong weren't very good, but, like, are still pretty good with North Geelong, like, use them as a reserve, I'm pretty sure, among other clubs depending on like where the girls live um but yeah like i think it's funny that people are like oh they're getting so many but if you knew about stuff like there's a reason that hawthorne didn't get a license you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and there's a reason that they're doing it now but anyway we only got pick 26 coming back to it for Carney, best player in the competition, Brutton Bannister and O'Connor. Lipinski with him. Hardigan probably should have got that handball to McKay. Lipinski robbed him off it, did well. Now this one could slide along. Can Webb get there in front of Talia? That's interesting, Talia. Contact. Well, you knew it was going to be fascinating when it 
the contest was coming up here. So can Webb get the goal to give the dogs a kick start tonight? Controversial free kick, he does. And they're on the board goals-wise. Not the best game on Friday night. The dogs going down to Adelaide, in Adelaide. And yes, there was a game on Friday night. Uh, yep. If you have erased that from your memory, that's fair I've enough. I've been trying. <laughs> Uh, the end score was 63-26. to 26. Our two goal scorers was Lucas Webb and Matt Suckling in his 150th game. Uh, best on ground was probably Jackson McRae again. Yep. Um, amassed 36 disposals and had 13 tackles, which is intense, and 10 clearances, pardon me. And also my super coach captain again. Yeah, my, um, my fantasy captain. Oh, so. it's, it's such a safe bet. It is, though Tom Mitchell did get more of fantasy oh, did he? I don't know if he got more Supercoach no, points. No, slightly less. Okay, uh, I think Darling well. scored the most in Supercoach, but no one would have had him as captain. Yeah. Look, and would you blame them? No. <laughs> It'd be like a stroke of genius if you didn't. Um, you just got the vibe. Yeah, I, did. I don't know. I the game the was interesting. So Adelaide had 234 kicks, Doggies 212. So they got the memo. They got that it was raining, and they yeah. kicked it. Are we... We handballed it 186 times. They handballed it 96 times, which is a bit of a disparity. And yes, a little one. The other stat that kind of jumps out to me uh, is inside 50s. We had 52. They had 48. And you'd think in a wet weather game, in a game of um, you know, territory or whatever they say, you'd think in a wet weather game that would equate to more goals. But instead, because we're the Western Bulldogs, we scored um, 14 points and two goals which has been the story of the year, really. Sorry for getting really salty. No, that's okay. I just, yeah, two goals, 14 behinds. I was like, sick. Feels good. I kicked, not personally, but my team mm. on Saturday kicked 10 more goals than the Bulldogs. Damn. So, so I was like, looking saying... at the scoreboard and I was like, maybe... Get Neve in for goal, kick, goal kicking coach. Uh, yeah, for the I kicked. I hit the post, uh, damn. and um, my dad said it was because I've been watching too many Bulldogs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, it's it was kind of very disappointing. I was just like, I don't know how to like analyze a game that was just so poorly D- executed. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's just. Positives? I will just put in one positive, and oh, that yeah. was Bailey Williams. I thought oh, yeah. he is continuing his good form and to, to led to one uh, AFL fan to, uh, and the Western Bulldogs forum to suggest that he is in all-Australian form, <laughs> <laughs> which he messaged me and said, this is me. Yeah, that's uh, me. I really am a big Bailey Williams fan, and I was like, you know what? You're completely wrong, but I'm going to get on board. <laughs> Can you imagine the uproar if he got selected? They'll be like, I hope he gets at least Bailey in who? the squad just yeah. for like... That'd be cool. Just as, you know, to give him a little... I reckon he might get... You know how we do, like, most improved young player or whatever at the best and fairest night? Yeah. Surely. Sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was kind of a fringe oh, player, but yeah. now he's, like, a starting 22. 100%. Bailey Dale got it last year, so Bailey yep. Williams Keep it on this yeah. year. And then we'll recruit someone called Bailey in the next year, and then they'll win it that year. Yes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Discussion points. Um, do we bring in the Shack attack? Why not? Kicked three Might goals. As well. Yeah. It's a funny one. The two games that I've seen of the VFL, he hasn't blown me away. He kicked three goals against Richmond, and I don't think he was great. The match winner. Match winner was good. 50. I'll yeah. give him that. And then the second game, he kicked two, I think, against um, Port Melbourne. And mm-hmm. then this week, he's kicked three against uh, Werribee. So, I mean, statistically, 
is in firing form. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. If you kick the goals, that's what we need right now. So yeah, I think might as well. I, I think, think we bring reward, him in. Reward for effort. Yes. As the um, kids are saying. The old saying goes. And um, it's just, it's a pretty simple equation. Like, we're not kicking goals. You've got someone in the twos that is kicking goals. You bring him Consistently in. Consistently as yep. well. It's not like, yeah, they're good. Yeah, might as well, to um, be honest. And Dixon's the other one that uh, could be back this week. So I also imagine... Kicks goals. A, yeah, we just need, like, those genuine forwards. We have Gowers and then no other, like, sole forward line players, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's true, because Boyd's going into the... But we had, like, Ruffhead and Chengo, so... That's true. I don't I, really know. I don't want to go too tall, even though we will be at Eddie Head. So guarantee... Unless something goes yeah. horrifically wrong... <laughs> Probably Someone not leaves the roof open accidentally. Yeah. And oh, no, Ralph. <laughs> you know he's got his own Twitter account? Ralph the Roof. Really? Yeah, you can tweet him. Oh, cool. Be like, hey. Hey, do you mind closing the roof? Just keep, stay close <laughs> all the time, Ralphie. Um, yes. I'm trying to think of, po- I'm trying to get myself back in the positive mood. I've been thinking yeah, yeah, about um, the thing. But um, I see you've written on the run sheet, is the youngest age just a cop-out? It is such a cop-out. You reckon? Oh, I'm so sick of it. Um, average age for this week, 22.6, 55 matches played. And I've kind of liked it that that's always been in the background. And, like, it's the AFL uh, – sorry, the Western Bulldogs haven't acknowledged that because, you know, youth isn't an excuse. And then, unfortunately, Sunday morning on, like, the Western Bulldogs wrap-up, their first line was – in a game where our average age was 22.6 ga- um, years old. I was like, oh, my gosh. Now we're acknowledging it? Like, okay. I get that they have to spin it and make it a positive. They can't just say, like, the doggies played really poorly. We did a really bad job. But I just <laughs> don't like that we're now using that as our excuse. I th- we showed that in 2016 it's not, a, like, it's not an excuse. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just getting tired. Okay. That's my cool. rant for the day. So I'm just oh. yawning, thinking about that game on Friday. Put him in like, a sleep. Oh, nice rant, Caleb. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to go down from strong no, fair enough. coffees to just the one <laughs> shot because I don't know. Have you got like a dependency on them now? Yeah, a little bit. Also, I, I have no money, so it saves that extra like 50 cents or whatever. But um, All adds up. Yeah. In relevant news, I think... Injuries are more to blame than being young. Yeah. At least in terms of effort mm-hmm. and playing like good or being consistent and things like that. And I can imagine that if you've got so many injuries and people are going, like people aren't training with the main group like that, not only does it affect how you can pick a team, or, like who you're going to pick for the team, but it's like morale and like day to day. Yeah. Like, we only see it on the weekend, but I'm sure that. You know, it's like, oh, let's, you know, they might have, like, lunch together or something. And then it's like, oh, I've got to go do this thing over here because my knee's busted. And, like, you yeah. get to go outside and, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're hanging around all together all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, and especially now that, like, winter has really, truly taken hold, it can, like, I imagine, you know, they are human beings. And it is going to suck. Like, you go outside and it's, like, raining and your best mate's indoors because he's, yeah. like, done something to his ankle or something like that. So... I think, yeah, I think injuries are more of a cop-out, yeah. like less of a cop-out than youngest age. Agreed. But I think, like, all in all, the game on Friday was just bad. I don't want to say bad coaching because I don't think, like, I, I'm i just really confused because it was like, oh, Bevo's an intelligent man. Correct. Why wouldn't he be like, hey, guys, 
Stop handling it. I'm doing a phone gesture with my hand. I'm <laughs> on bring, the phone bring, to bring, the bench. Bring. Hello, everyone down on the bench. How about don't handball it so much because it's wet as hell out. It's like a bloody yeah. slippery dip. It's a bar of soap at that ball. I thought we were playing up at the Gold Coast at <laughs> Wet and Wild. That's how wet it is out here. Because Devo's we... a surfer, so he would be like, yep, yeah, Wet and Wild, Kalbunga dudes. Yeah, exactly. He'd be like, damn, I should have brought my board <laughs> down to Adelaide because it's so wet and wild here. Um, do you mind not handballing so much? And they would have been like, yes, yeah, sick, let's okay. just drive it forward. Fair call, like, yeah, that I'm makes sense. Like, why, when did that not happen, yeah. you know? Um, moving on, Jack Darling kicked a ridiculous amount of goals on Sunday afternoon, and he played what led to like someone saying that he's the best player in the AFL right now. Best um, forward. Best forward. I think it was from... There's a lot of... If you go onto that tweet and you scroll down, it's just like Ben Brown, Ben Brown, Ben Brown, <laughs> yeah, Ben Brown. It's fair enough. Uh, I think it was from Peter Bell. But it's reassuring listening to that... Um, I thought that that was a good example of why we shouldn't stress about Shaq attack and Boyd's development because Jack Darling has been much like much maligned over his mm. career and now you know I think I think he can take marks looking in directly into the sun now, <laughs> so he's fine. <laughs> final one. It's just like every so <laughs> every single time it's almost oh, a surprise that Shaq and Boyd aren't like the these key forwards yeah, that they is, want them to be. He's pretty old, Jack Darling. He's got a kid. Yet everyone acknowledges that, oh, actually, but yeah, also key forwards take time oh, to develop. Oh, he's 25. That's pretty young to have a kid, my guy. Has he got a kid? I'm, I swear to God he has a kid. Yeah, cool. We're good. All right, so confirmed. Has a baby. And missed his yeah. baby's birth for a game in Gold Coast, which I would not do. Mm. Um, but I'm not an AFL player. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Eastern Woods bum tap. Uh for everyone that hasn't, for anyone that hasn't seen it, Eastern Wood chases the ball over the sideline. It's like a smack. It's just like a, it's a strike. Um, and Eastern Wood went on game day on Sunday morning and had this to say about it. Um, you copped a hit that you probably weren't expecting. One from over the fence, a little bum tap from a fan. You didn't look too impressed with that. What are your thoughts on that issue? I uh, certainly wasn't expecting it at all. Um, Did you say anything? No, I didn't say anything. Did he? Uh, not that I, not that I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't know, mate. No, it certainly wasn't wasn't hurt or <laughs> anything like that. By not it, upset by it. Though. Yeah, uh, I was I was a bit surprised. Um, if if I'd say anything, my preference would be to be able to go to work and not get slapped on the ass by a complete stranger. <laughs> um, it's a fair point. But um, it's fair. Look, yeah, you know, I'll be fine, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. Touch wood. What about uh, <laughs> what about? <laughs> I miss that. Touch wood. He's wood. Clever. I'm a big fan of bum taps um, within the team. I think it's a great statistic to show good unity within the team. Um, but from opposition fans, I think it's average. And you can keep your yeah. strikes to you yourself. Yeah, you're consensual bum taps. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the guy leans over the fence and he kind of is like, oh my God, I can touch him. And then he is like, there's his bum and smacks yeah. him. And you can see Easton would turn around like... <laughs> You're not my teammate yeah. or partner. Like, what's going on? Like, this is a bit odd. I did not consent to this. Exactly. And it's you can't touch players. Like, you just no. can't do that. And, like, he's, he's lucky Eastonwood is a normal guy. Because, nice I mean, guy. we've seen, like, Clayton Oliver turn around and, like, say something to mm. a fan. I mean, that guy started yelling at Max Gorn and he just, like, slots the goal and, like, kind of turns around and has a look at him being like, you know, that you're on that side of the fence for yeah, a reason, yeah. champ. But, like... So good. 
if like imagine if you did that to Sicily or something, <laughs> you turn around just like sock you straight in the face. <laughs> like what's the, you know what I mean? Like what's the what's the rules there? You can't like it's <sighs> just you're an idiot if you think that like it's okay to touch the place. Like you yeah. wouldn't go up to somebody like you're in Woolies and you're like, <laughs> I Woolies am, employee, and just get some hummus. And you turn around, you're like. <laughs> Like smack a Woolies employee on the bottom. So why would you? Why would you do it to a like a player? Uh, yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand the you logic. Would, yeah, it's if like, you wouldn't do it the, in another profession, why do exactly. it in the Exactly, and you know that you're just going to look like an idiot anyway. <laughs> so, like, do you want to be on the yeah. news? And sorry, he got a. Did he get a ban? Yeah. So breaking news: mm-hmm. this came in maybe like half an hour ago. Um, oh. He is not allowed to come back to the Adelaide Oval ever. To the end of twenty, <laughs> I was going to say it's only uh, a bum tap, so wasn't like <laughs> life ban worthy. There's but a lot of bad stuff that goes on at Adelaide over like I know that Port Adelaide fans are notorious for you know being racist, being really racist, <laughs> and getting into fights with other people. So um, now just add bum taps to another one of the long list of things that yeah. have happened. At- I know the people in Adelaide don't have much to do. Yeah, that's fair churches. I hope that on Sunday he <laughs> went and repented. <laughs> Repent. Repent. At one of the many churches in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Moving on to Nuffy of the Week. Uh, this week we had a few infuriated fans, namely Barry, who uh, wrote, Effing putrid, I've used, they are young, injuries, etc. Injures, etc. Injures. Injures, etc. But too many putrid players on our team. Trengrove is useless. It's not how you say Trengrove, it's Trengove. Webb, Dud... Uh, Caleb Daniel is far from good. Gowers hasn't got the skills. Bonts disappeared. Uh, Boyd lacks passion and toughness. Toughness spelled T-U-F-F-N-E-S-S. And he said Dala's already in another club. He's already there. Mm. My favourite... <laughs> mid-season trade period Barry's goes got the ahead. inside scoop. Uh, my favourite part is Shir- uh, Shirley's comment. <laughs> she just says, you must be the life of any party. Top that, Barry. <laughs> uh, our second nuffy of the week is from Yuck. Uh, Yucks said, our coaching staff must be uh, must smoke crack. The last four years have been plagued with injuries. Why? Surely we aren't just the most unlucky team four years running. So uh, I just like how we mu- like the conditioning staff must. <laughs> they must smoke crack. It's the only explanation. It makes sense. It's pretty um, good. Let's not look at like the 2016 pre-finals where they mustn't have must have been like detoxing from crack because they did a pretty good job of getting everyone ready. <laughs> Uh, they were in rehab with the boys. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Zimmerman's report. Unfortunately, Tim Second Effort English will miss four weeks with a foot injury he sustained in the twos. And he had a pretty good week. 29 hitouts, 26 disposals, and five tackles for VFL. So yeah, that's, that's a shame. unfortunate. Um, a shame. And four weeks is a long time in football. It is. If one week is a long time in football, <laughs> let me tell you, four weeks is an eternity. So it's like four times as long as one week in the week in football. That's a, that's a long time. <laughs> but um, in good news, Tory Dixon a chance hey. to return this weekend. Um, I mean, hopefully through the AFL if he can, but yeah. otherwise VFL soon. Brad Lynch, who is on the last year of his rookie. Mm-hmm. Position will resume full training soon because he's had those persistent hamstring, hamstring injuries. injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he comes good. Norton's still one to two weeks away, which is you know. I think they they said it's that not that as he's, bad um, as it looked. Yeah, when like he was it, like hobbling off. I was like ah. Um, and they said that like he has progressed well. So one oh. week, 
at best, two weeks probably. Um, I don't know. I imagine they might bring him back through the twos. Yeah. Um, the other kind of negative news is that Dale Morris obviously played on the weekend for Werribee, but um, it's been made pretty clear that he probably won't play for the Dogs this week. Um, he pulled up a little bit sore, but not in the ACL, which is good news. It was in his medial cruciate ligament. So He's got old man knees. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, what, 34 years old? So yeah. fair enough. Yeah, hopefully. I just want him to play one more game. Yeah. And surely he'll get he'll slot back in when he's fit and healthy. Yeah, fingers crossed. In the reserves, uh, as we said, Tim English played very, very well. They actually beat Werribee by eight points in the end, but they were up by uh, ten goals at halftime and kind of let them back into the game. I think I think Adams and Morris only played the first half anyway because really? they've been considered for... Because we've got the Friday night game and that was a Sunday oh, game. five-day break, yeah. I think yeah. that a lot of the AFL players... May have been rested yep. at halftime. I well, have a it's a because I didn't well, see the game. I didn't see the game, but um, Marcus Adams had thirteen disposals, five marks. So on paper, it didn't look like he ripped it up. But I mean, thirteen disposals in a half of footy is. I'm pretty sure him very nice. and uh, Dale Morris were taken off at halftime. Hmm. Any other VFL players that caught your eye? Um, well, friend of the podcast, Fergus Green, yeah. five marks, also five tackles, not bad, and two rebound fifties, pretty good. Um, and another one, obviously, we just touched on it was Josh Shackey kicked another three goals, had seven marks, which is significant. Nice. So a marking forward is what we're begging for in the AFL. And guess who had an amazing amount of disposals in the VFL? Twenty-eight disposals, Shane Biggs. Ah, Biggs. Wow. So. Look, there could be a fair bit of chopping and changing this week. I won't be surprised if, um, yeah, yeah, Adams see. maybe comes back in. Yeah, I reckon Adams. Shacky probably Hopefully. seems like um, Fergus Green. Fingers crossed. Always pushing <laughs> for Fergus's debut. I would love if Fer Green debuted this week. Yep. Uh, looking at social media, Uncanny Annie posted this one, and I don't get it. It's like a picture of someone's tattoo. Um, Liam told me not to get this tattoo, but so, I did. Like, anyway, so what would Liam Pickens Uncanny Annie is Annie Nolan, Sorry, who's yes. the wife of Liam Pickens. So yep. we'll just, um, somebody posted on her, she does like blogging oh, on her blog's yep. Facebook page, a tattoo that they got. I actually, I don't mind the tattoo. It's like it's a Buddha, cool. Um And it's wearing a beanie that's in red, white, and blue. And there's a flag next to it. Like, like um, what do you call that style of flag? Like, you know the premiership um, flag, the way that, yeah, like, yeah. the triangle? I don't know what it's called. Is it a banner? I don't know. Anyway, that kind Pendant? of flag. Like, that triangle one that yeah. you get premierships, and we would know about that. And it says <laughs> WWLPD, so what would Liam Picken do? And I think... Oh, that's so good. I'm going to get the same one. Yeah. On my forehead. <laughs> so every time I look in the mirror, <laughs> I'm going to be like, what would Liam Picken do? Oh, that's great. And the caption that... Um, Annie Nolan has put on it is the irony that my partner wouldn't get a tattoo certainly isn't lost on me. Love it. There you go. Liam Pickham won't get a tattoo. That's a bit of inside, yeah, inside knowledge. This is a great one from Jack, Jack Redpath. Um, uh, Derm Brereton. A lot of people pointed out that he had like the wispy grey hair and was wearing a full grey like um, suit. Yeah, there was a lot of commentating. Um, yeah, there was a lot of like comparisons on Fox footy mm. to him and like Les Patterson was okay. the most common one but Jack Redpath <laughs> our favourite social media son he tagged um, yeah Donald Trump over the top of the pick of Derm so so good yeah cop that Dermot 
Uh, quickly previewing this weekend's game, it's playing on a Friday night at Etihad Stadium, um, yep. which plays into our favour, I would argue, that um, you know, back in dry conditions, uh, we can't really make any more excuses this time. Mm. Um, and we have beaten Collingwood the past five times. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Uh, I'm going to say it's a big game for Ed Richards, only because he has very rich family ties to Collingwood. Um, Lou Richards, yeah, obviously, being his granddad. Oh, true. Um, and then the player that I've written down to watch or to shut down um, from Collingwood is Jordan Degoe, which, funnily enough, when we were looking for Nuffies this week, there was one guy that wanted us to make a play for Jordan Degoe, which I would not really want. I want him like as a player. I don't want him as a person. Yeah, that's. I think that perfectly sums it sorry, up. Sorry, not sorry, babe, but like... <laughs> You you have fights in yeah. public and then also drink drive. Also, the worst thing about his drink driving thing is that he's on his pees. Yeah. Like if I'm also I'm almost on my pees. Like I have a lot. I'm not a lot in common with Jordan Dugowie. Maybe I don't know. You know how I do that joke where I say that I have a lot in common with <laughs> some Bulldogs player. I can't do the same for Dugowie because I'd like to think that we don't. But we're both on our green pees. And if I'm driving, you just it's, don't drink because you have to have a As zero a blood alcohol. It's not even like oh damn. Yeah. I messed up and I accidentally had like one too many beers or like uh-huh. I didn't eat as much as I normally do. It's like you just don't drink, my guy. Yeah. And then go down on like. Beaconsfield Parade, I think it was. So he's just not very clever. Like, it's like he's good at football, but he's a good player. And you're right, I think we have to shut him down, mm. do a lockdown, because he can play through the mid and the forward line, and he's pretty strong. Mm. So we've just got, I think we've got to restrict his, like, space, and yep. then he can't influence. And I think if we restrict um, Trelaw, because I think Grundy is too good to try and bother, mm. like, stopping in the ruck. So if we can stop him, like, just shark all his taps that are going to probably go try and go to Trelaw. Um, because they're a bit of a dynamic duo. Yep. I reckon if we try and shut down Dugowie and stop Trelaw, we have a chance. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I don't have the exact stat, but it has been ages since we lost a Friday night. Lo- sorry, since we won a Friday night game. So um, hopefully the tides are turning. Like you know, Brisbane hadn't won a game for a while, and they were due for a win last week. I think we're due for a Friday night victory. So I'm going to predict the dogs to upset Collingwood. You know, past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) So it doubles up either side. Exactly, exactly. Uh, That wraps up our show for today. Um, Next week, we've got a very exciting interview that's going to be happening. We won't tell you who it is because we like to... It's a surprise. (laughs) Also, don't want to jinx us. (laughs) It also helps us out if, like, for whatever reason, it falls through. So, uh, but not touch wood. There's an interview... An interview coming, and it could be... It's coming. ...a good one. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> it probably will be. I don't want to sound <laughs> like I'm suspicious of the interview. It just, yeah. it could be too good to be true, <laughs> you know? It's yeah, that kind of... It's that good. <laughs> um, as always, thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.